Hello and welcome to the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking, from indie film to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them and how to try not to F it up, in our very humble opinion. Today we're talking about the film Ghost Stories with our guest Andy Nyman. I am Giles Alderson, director of the psychological horror film The Dare and the feature documentary World of Darkness and the producer of A Serial Killer's Guide to Life. All will be out in 2018. With life. With Yeah, we'll see. Joining me is Andrew Roger, the fantastic cinematographer of the feature films. One thing left to do. World I'll of Darkness that. and The Dare. And. And. Last time you like listed like seven. I did, but today I got used to it. Yeah, just listing, he's just listing the ones flows. that are out in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Correct. I and joining us as well is Christian James, the excellent director of Goblin, Stall, Freakout, Slab Attack, Absence, and the upcoming Fan yeah, Up. Way more I know, than I know, me. I know, I know, I'm so sorry. Yeah, but Josh dropped a few last week, and I, I put in a bit of a complaint. Right. He did. So he put I in I'll do that. So yeah. yeah. So uh, CJ, mm. I've noticed. A swagger in me? No. Well, yes, but the on IMDb, IMDb have dropped. A new film of yours that you were attached to direct. Really? Yeah. I don't know about this film. What is it? Shall I tell you what it is? Yeah. Someone has to die. Oh, yeah. Actually, no, that has been on there for a while. Yes. Uh, yeah. Someone did die. So, yeah. Has it been on it, there yeah. for a while? I've only just seen it. I think it's in, in development, so maybe it's it's hidden away. Isn't it's it? coming out 2019. Yeah. 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 If it's, it's so 2019, so we don't talk about it. Um, it is developing. It's a thing. It's okay. on a slate. It might. It might not. Might, who knows? Okay. But we, can we talk about the other thing now? Um, yeah. So I'm doing a TV series. I think mm, we can. Yeah, oh. we can because by the time this, no, this, or when when we're we allowed to talk about. Just don't say what it's called. Don't say no, what it's called. I can. Yeah, a it's a TV series. For, so uh, Munster, the energy drink, have a team of athletes, extreme sports athletes, mm-hmm. and we. I've been picked as part of a few directors to direct three episodes of this series Woo-hoo. one on skateboarding on a uh, I suppose a pro skateboarder yeah. a famous pro skateboarder not Tony Hawks uh, the other is on a pro surfer and the other is a rally cross driver so quite interesting so it should be like either getting run over or drowning or hitting the head with a skateboard imminently someone Perfect. has to mm. cool. someone has and it's, yeah, to die put them all together <laughs> and, and yeah, that's like the title that. that's really but that's they're two different things but yeah so Great. that's all right. upcoming yeah. Brilliant. Thank Good. You. It's nice that you're working. We can add those to the plugin <laughs> list. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, what have you? No, no. Well, actually, our film that we were about to do, yeah, has just fallen through. Yeah. Hot news. Sad can we news. say? Can we say no. now? What we can't happened? say what it is, but we can say what happened. It was just it would have cost too much to make it look as good as we needed it to be. Yeah. So we would have been literally in prep mm. now and about to go over. So I'd have been doing this on my own, it. which me and Andy. Yeah, right just now. you and mm. Andy right now. Um, so that's quite disappointing when you're prepped and ready to go for something. And, then it and how close were you to going, or how it was? We were next week. Green lit. We were yeah, literally. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was yeah. happening. Shit. Wow. So it's one of those where you just have to. And how independent are these films? And these presumably are. No, this was a uh, slight. Well, it's independent, but it was already distribution behind it. So they were making the film and sort putting pre-sold. the money in, pre-sold already to go straight to supermarkets. So money like. would have. So they had some DVD. of the budget in place. They had all of the budget. Mm. What? But the, so how does it fall through then? The Is budget it, went up. It would cost too much to for what we right. needed because it was a period piece. It was very. It suddenly mm. became it literally just that went. was your first mistake. <laughs> but it was, well, yeah. at least I, I got asked to do it, so it wasn't yeah. my project to begin with. But yes, it was gutting all the same. Gutting all, and the also same. You're, you've got yourself in that mindset. Uh-huh. You've kind of semi made the film already yeah. in your head, and yeah, yeah. and you, you're ready to go, and then suddenly it falls. It's, it's it's a tough thing to take actually. 
And it happens to every filmmaker. It's happened to me many times. I'm sure times. Andy's had it. Andy's had it. Well, I mean, I guess we'll talk about all this anyway. But yeah. yeah. No, it didn't. I mean, this is the first feature. Ghost Stories is the first feature that myself and Jeremy Dyson, mm. uh, that either of us have directed in terms of features. And I should say, Jeremy can't be here today, but, you know, we are two halves of the same are two being. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, th- it is a remarkable and bumpy road, it you is. know. And we were at... I'm not saying you're not in the legitimate market of that, but mm, you know there, really there are different <laughs> rungs on that ladder of where financing is coming from. You mm. know, and in terms of, you know, it's Warp Films that we were working yeah, with who are brilliant, huge. who you know, and then you're dealing with financiers, and mm. so it's all legitimate. But you, what you realise is what a fucking house of cards it is. Yeah, mm. and and House of Cards is a perfect example of how something can yeah go wrong. You know costs and it's really interesting being because you know i've got about three different heads on so as an actor when you're going up for work and you're auditioning for work mm-hmm. and then you've got it and then you don't hear for ages or, or you're waiting to hear all you're thinking is what are they doing yeah. come on yeah. jesus but from the other side mm-hmm. when you're directing and you see what's going on and you realize even at a very legitimate end, what a kickbollock scramble it is. Yeah. And we only learned some of that once we were green lit. We were like, mm, you know, this was, you know, there were moments when it's definitely touch and go. Yeah. You know, where you suddenly realize, well, you, because it's not like it's a studio where someone's going, there's $50 million, mm-hmm. go ahead and make it. And I'm sure that has its own yeah. um, yes. dangers. <laughs> it does. <laughs> but, you know, this is. You know, it's coming from lots of different places, pre-sales and yeah, different European arms. Yeah, suddenly yeah. it's like, ah, they this or or suddenly Brexit happens. Yeah. And then you think, you know, I know about two or three projects, including one big ITV thing, I think it was, that just collapsed the moment Brexit went through. Wow. Okay. You know, when you suddenly think, okay, so they're not going to get. X amount of money from Germany now because all the tax break has gone. Sometimes you wonder if also if it's like, oh, like Brexit was a convenient excuse for a lot of things. Like, yeah, yeah, sure, uh, Brexit, why not? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, it's like, yeah. yeah. Let's. I fucked this up by asking Andy a question. I know, we're I know. A hole. but it's fine. So, yeah. it's, it's actually that was really fun. We're going to come back and talk more about this. Yeah. Okay. We're coming at you from Just Voices Studio today. It's a brilliant studio, very reasonably priced. If you want a central London studio without the central London prizes, to Prizes? You win prizes. You come here, you win prizes yeah. um, to do your ADR, your um, voiceovers or your podcast. If you want to do that, then come here. This is a place for you. Visit them at justvoicesagency.com. Speak to Simon, speak to Lee, speak to the brilliant girls who work here. Honestly, it's a wonderful studio. They will help you out and say the filmmakers podcast you might get a discount. And I'm just saying that. I haven't discussed that with them, but hey. <laughs> it might happen. Definitely get a discount. Definitely. You know the drill by now. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Get us rocking up the charts. Like, share. And if you can't do any of those things, then retweet us on Twitter. Then we know that you like us or you've listened to this or even maybe just you must have done. Do that. Um, make us feel good. So welcome to this week's show. Thank you for listening. If you haven't already, why not check out our previous podcasts with guests, Sam Miller, Staten and Poppy Cousins Row, Mark Sanger, Matthew and Tori Butler-Hart, Paul Knight, Rich Botto, Matt Hookings and Don Lemoir, Ben Caron, 
who you know very well. I do. Uh, he's talking about the he crown. Dishes, you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Kingsman actor Mark Strong, to name a few. So do listen out for them. Get your ears filled because there's so much info and knowledge about filmmaking. It's basically a free podcast film school. So why would you not listen and why would you not go back and listen to those? Today we're talking about filmmaking with Andy Nyman. I've already said that, but I'm going to introduce you again. Hello, Andy. How are Hello. you? Hello. I'm very well, thank you. Good. Good. We've had that. As an actor, he starred in... Um, dead babies, Coney Island baby. That's two babies in a row, but hey, a few more dead, couple more dead, dead, dead oh, yeah, babies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Severance, uh, Wild Romance, Played. Are you ready for love? Death at a funeral. The tournament, Black Death. Uh, Kickass Two. It's fucking brilliant film. Uh, Automata, Shaun the Sheep movie, Minions, Peaky Blinders, which I loved you as Winston Churchill. Thank Absolutely you. Absolutely fantastic. Dead set. Dead set. The reason why I mentioned Dead Set is because it's yeah. very similar to a feature film and I remember seeing Dead Set and, and Andy specifically your stuff mm. in the toilet cubicle are you on yeah it is yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember watching that going oh shit oh shit oh shit but yeah actually it was luckily different enough hence why oh, Dead yeah. Set for me is a it's a know, vampire film right and yours z- no 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 zombies zombies it's really good Charlie Brooker Charlie Brooker it is and Yander Manj directed it oh Yander Manj did we chatted to him brilliant no we didn't chat to him we chatted to the producers we did chat but it felt like he was in the room because we talked about him a lot you've also been in Psycho Bitches which Jeremy Dyson created yeah, yeah, wrote, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, who also wrote... Um, wrote and directed Ghost wrote Stories. Directed Ghost Stories with yeah. you. Uh, Despicable Me 3 as yes. Clive. Yes. Check that out. Um, and recently The Commuter. Yes. With uh, Liam Neeson. Mm. Uh, action film. And, which isn't on your list of the main oh, credits, God. is Star Wars. It, it, is on, it is on your IMDb it's last year, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's you must get asked all the time now. Does that always come up? Last July. <laughs> it's the first time. It's no, really. I love that. Um, yeah, yeah. in Star Wars. How cool is that? Yeah, it is cool. Well, I'd worked with. I did a film called The Brothers Bloom. Oh yeah, yeah. Great Ryan, uh, Ryan, Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson who directed Star Wars. Did it's uh, and I. So I'd worked with him, and he is just the most delightful man. Mm, and okay. uh, I was in a play in the West End called Hangmen, and he came to see hangman and sort of came back after and so like oh will you do a bit in star wars and i was like yes <laughs> I was like, no, no. no i don't think about it but i think it's fair to say i'm not in it a lot you I can mean, say it, but it's literally now. So you, what are you in it can you you can say what you're prison guard. prison guard that's what it's labeled as, prison but. guard one <laughs> so you're i presume you're in this the the canto bright <laughs> section. seriously if you start asking specific it's questions about it i'm going to not be able to answer them not through <laughs> secrecy just because yeah. I'm like I don't know it's not the world know. I know I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in I, I'm you know I go deal me in yeah, yeah. there you go, okay. there you, go. you feel like you've seen me in Star Wars there yeah. you go yeah. 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 but yes it was amazing to um, to do that yeah. imagine just to even be around it was it, right? and also because I'm I did a, a film called Death at a Funeral, which mm. Frank Oz directed, and oh, yeah. Frank has remained a dear, dear friend. So Frank was also on set at the same time because he was over to do a bit of Yoda, which we can now say because yes, the, the yeah, film is out. Yeah, yeah. So that was a that was a moment for sure. Yeah. Ryan going, "Hey Andy, look who's here!" And I was like, "Oh my god, how are you?" You know, so that do was the voice, that was voice. lovely. You know, the three of us to that's really be nice. together was a yeah. nice moment. And you also collaborate with Darren Brown, or you and you have done many times. Hence, mm. when you work with Ben Caron, yes, uh, on the heist, but many other stuff. You oh uh, well, with. I wrote. And, I mean, with Darren, I Darren and I wrote and directed. Well, not directed, sorry. I wrote with Darren the first 10 years of the TV. Mm. So the last TV thing I did with Darren was The Lottery Prediction. Right. 
So I did everything up until that, which I guess included the heist and Russian roulette and the zombie shoot em up Mm -hmm. and all of that. And then post that, that was the last TV I did, but I've then, I've always written and directed the stage shows apart from one, um, which I couldn't do. But other than that, I've written and directed all the stage shows with Darren. And then the last two actually were co-written and co-directed as well with Andrew O'Connor, who was the guy who sort of who dreamed up the whole sort of idea really he's a okay. brilliant man oh. and um so the th- the three of us did the last two stage shows and but yeah i've done that i mean darren and i've worked together for 20 years wow and did that almost. come about because you started off as a magician like? no i did i've always done magic as a hobby i never started oh, okay. off as a magician okay. it was just a great hobby that meant i could work as an actor and have another way of paying the bills you mm. know and it also gives you some freedom but truly if we go down the route of how we ended up with the Darren thing yeah. we won't get to talk about anything else yeah that's going right. to take a that whole will be a rabbit yeah, hole that we long. will never come out of <laughs> sure. suffice to say um he is I, I've been blessed with working with lovely people mm. for pretty much my entire career okay. and Darren is charming and brilliant at what he does and is lovely right. so you know yeah, yeah. What a, what a wonderful. That, that's way a to, whole other interview. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But what a we'll bring you back to, for that one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, um, I mean, let's let's talk a little bit about your beginning mm-hmm. uh, as an actor into becoming a director, and obviously mm-hmm. you directed along the way. But how did you actually start? I just always wanted to act. Yeah. So when I was a kid, I mean, the thing that really did it was seeing Jaws at the pictures. Ah, okay. And um, and that was just an amazing thing. I already loved film and it was a big part. Film and theatre was a big part of my growing up with my yeah. family and mum and dad. We always went to the pictures loads with my sisters. And and um, and then I went to see Jaws and just that was, you know, just a whole different thing. It's very hard if you're not of that, of my age, really, you know, to understand what a change in cinema that represented in all respects. Number one, just... The scale of the film was just as a film, it's so brilliant anyway. And it scared me and made me jump Mm. and all of that stuff. It was just amazing. But that film set the template for how films from that moment on the blockbuster was born, really, in terms of massive releases and summer films and Mm. giant saturation and toys at the same time. And Mm. I mean, it set the template for everything. It was a completely different experience. So. But the other big thing was seeing Richard Dreyfus and okay. seeing, you know, I mean, I've sort of said it a few times really in interviews, and, but I think the truth is, honestly, sitting there as a little curly-haired Jewish kid wearing glasses, yeah. looking at the screen and seeing a little curly-haired Jewish guy wearing glasses mm. and thinking, holy shit, you don't need to look like a god. You don't need to look like... You well, know. you put yourself down. You're a very attractive man. Oh, you know, don't, bless you for that. <laughs> I'm the man who sits to the right-hand side of the gods. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't, you know, you're not... It's hard because, you know, you grow up thinking, well, you've got to look like, you know, yeah. Paul Newman or Robert Redford, as yes. it would have been then, yeah. or Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise or... You and know. you saw him and was like, oh, I can do you that. You don't. You yeah. can just be your own person. Mm. And it had a huge impact on me that it really, really did. And um, so then I just knew, well, you know, I sort of knew I wanted to act anyway. Okay. How did, how did you go about actually becoming? I did, excuse me. I went to um, sixth form and did drama. I was doing drama classes that not sort of stage schooly stuff, but my mum happened, I was lazy at school Mm. 
academically lazy and I we, think we all were yeah right? classic one of those you things where generally labelled as lazy, <laughs> lazy not just academically <laughs> just in any way respect, shape or form just lazy yeah. in bed yeah everything yeah. Yeah. even yeah. when you're on your own <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Christ yeah. I'm lazy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> damn it you know me so well and we've only met recently yeah. yeah so yeah and I was doing and I just it just felt to me this was something that I really had a passion for that wasn't diminishing you know if anything it was getting more and more so i went to sixth form and did drama then i thought i'm going to audition for drama school and did drama you know and got into drama school in london i went to guildhall oh nice okay so i moved to like auditioned when i was 17 got in moved to london from leicester which is where i'm from at 18 moved to london hated it for a couple of years was daunted and scared Mm. by you know because you come from a small town well city and where you know everybody when you go into town you know you're going to bump into three people and suddenly you just no no one no no one you don't know your way around and there's no friends and you know scary But gradually, sort of grew to love London. And what part um, of London did you move to? Whereabouts in London did you go to? I've lived in London since 1984, and I've only lived in two places. In are, you, are you a North London boy? No, oh. no. I moved to the Barbican, which is where Guildhall was. So when I moved up, moved into a little halls of residence yeah. for like the first term of Guildhall. Then I moved into another halls of residence for the remaining three years. Oh, okay. So I lived in the Barbican for three years. And on my last day, the day we left Guildhall, there was a guy in my year who was renting a room, a little tiny bedsit in Hammersmith. Okay. And I moved into that house the day I left Guildhall, and I'm still in that house. So I've lived in the same house wow. since 1987. Wow. And you live there with your lovely family he, and your son who is also an actor. He's doing a theatre job at the moment. He just did his first film last year. He did a thing called Crooked House that was on uh, oh, Christmas on the yeah. uh, Agatha Christie thing on uh, Channel oh, 5. Right. And my daughter's done great theatre and, you know, so marvellous. Great sentence. can't remember whose it is that, uh, uh, that's a director's thing that is in the shoot, all you're doing are collecting shots for the edit. That's it. Mm. And you really learn that. And as an actor, if you're in a scene where it's too big or something, it doesn't matter. It's just a version of it. You know, mm. so then your job as a director, or hopefully as the director, is going to say, let's do another one and maybe let's just bring that down a bit or let's try something else different here. And, but also as an actor, it's really important to try different things because when you get into the edit, it's brilliant to have options as a director. It really is, yes. Yeah, you know, it makes a huge difference yeah. rather than just having the same thing again and again and again, which is also has its merits being constant are you a sort of takes wise are you generally a sort of like get it in five takes and move on or are you a multi do you a lot of takes how does it work for you it's really hard to say you just do it until you get what you're happy with yeah and Mm -hmm. that can be you know that's one of the joys of digital yep keep going do another take keep going but you know we shot ghost stories and i think it was 22 days or something it's an insanely ambitious insane schedule yeah. that's that's short for a film this big let's let's just talk about what it is actually about as much as we can because i know spoilers are very very we shouldn't give anything away basically so this ghost stories is professor philip government he covers three incidents of supernatural ghost sightings that's all i can give you but you can listen to the trailer uh, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Professor Philip Goodman. <coughs> my job is to explain the unexplainable, untangle the truth from the fiction. You don't have to have your life ruled by superstitious fear. Mr Goodman, everything you have spent a lifetime trying to debunk the 
Three cases I couldn't explain. You go and investigate if you dare. Things are not always as they seem. Now tell me about your incident. You don't believe, dear. Hello? I don't want people looking at me and thinking that I'm mad. Because I know what I saw. No, 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 no. Do you believe in evil, Professor? I didn't. Until that night. Maria? These are signs. I know you're still there. The spirit. I understand how easy it is to get confused. Don't let them thoughts get into your head, mate. <gasps> everything is exactly as it seems. You don't know everything. Wait, wait, I don't like it. <laughs> the brain sees what it wants to see. So that's Ghost Stories, that's the trailer. The film stars Andy alongside Martin Freeman, Alex Lawther and Paul Whitehouse. It had its world premiere at the BFI London Film Festival and received extraordinary views across the board. Um, The film is released in cinemas on April the 6th, this Friday, and um, in America on IFC Midnight. Uh, It's based on your stage play, Andy, so that must have felt amazing for one. But how did it feel to actually be on set making the film of your stage play that you had written. This is you directing feature film mm. debut, mm. if you like. You directed loads of stuff, but mm. this is a different thing, different beast. How did that feel? How was that when you first stepped on set and you're like, okay, we storyboarded everything, we've talked to the crew. Can't fucking believe it. Yeah. <laughs> can't believe it. And the truth is, I'd love to sit here and sort of let that fly. I haven't directed loads. Right, okay. I directed a short... I've directed loads of theatre. Yeah. Directed loads I, directed, of theater. I directed a short for Fright Fest, but I'd never directed film. Or no. telly. Well, you've done the Darren Brown. You directed Darren Brown stuff. Not telly. Theatre. Oh, did- oh, yeah, I never directed the TV film. No, never oh, directed the okay. TV. I would work on his performance and direct his performance. Right. But, you know, and that slowed down after the first couple of series, really, because he'd sort of found himself. And So you must have been shitting yourself in a way. Well, yes and no. Okay. I mean, I've been on, you know, I've been in 20-odd films. So yeah. I'm very comfortable on a set. And you're also, it's all about, for us, it was also about picking really good heads of department and people Mm. who weren't dick swingy and people who were going to be good to work with and people who were collaborative and in the night in in a sensible way would defer to you as directors but equally help you and you know in ula berkland who was our dp who shot some of um the crown as well and he did utopia yes and um national treasure don't know if you saw those yes yeah he's phenomenal and he was a truly brilliant collaborator that's so important isn't it yeah that's brilliant i work with andy a lot because the collaboration is so important yeah yeah yeah, for sure understanding each other i think others on my label actually i think 
He's brilliant. Yeah, he's. he's I, I was going to say. I mean, it, it, what I've seen of it looks incredible. It's so photographic and beautiful. Yeah. And, yeah, very strong. Well, we also knew what we wanted to do. You know, we talked a lot about the color palette and the yeah, feel really of the clear. thing. Yeah. And yeah, but we also knew that we wanted to. You know, we wanted to make a piece of cinema and a piece of classically told cinema, and not shaky cam. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. let, let's. Well, yeah. you know, that'll be our style and we can get load shot really quickly. You know, it, we really wanted it to feel like the cinematic. films that we love. So yeah. I totally agree. We did that with the dare. The same kept it cinematic. Yeah. You've got an amazing cast. Um, Martin Freeman, Alex Lawther, who's who's brilliant, right? He's amazing. I mean, wonderful young kid. Paul Whitehouse, yeah. yourself. Um, obviously, I know how you got yourself. What, with the, in terms of the other people, because <laughs> you're like, I, I'm doing this. I was um, very difficult. Did you, yeah. did you drive a really high price? <laughs> yeah. Directing yeah. yeah. for your um, How did you get the, the those guys in? What happened? Um, well, there's two different things. The first is Martin. Mm. is a different thing because you you talking about an a-list star mm-hmm. and that was part and parcel of well if you guys want to direct it and andy you are playing that role it's very nice to hear very nice things from you guys about my career but the truth is i'm not putting any bums on seats aside from you know a few people who might be like oh i like him yeah sure, you know sure. but that's one afternoon cinema, if you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky, well, that's those, if all, those three if all yeah, liaised yeah. at once. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you realise, well, if you guys want to do that, you need an international name mm-hmm. if we are going to sell this around the world. So then you look at it and think, okay, well, it's who do we want in that role? Who is Who will tick that box? And again, that's a short list because I'm not talking about uh, the details of the role, but, mm-hmm. you know, you need someone who is a brilliant dramatic actor has got funny bones mm-hmm. and doesn't bring baggage. Yes. Uh, by that, I don't mean difficult to work with. I mean, no, yeah. isn't a star in the mm. way that you mean, oh, I, he's, he's going to survive, so he's going to get the girl. And Martin's blah, blah, blah. amazing mm. because he has a sort of invisibility yeah. about him. Chameleon. That he yeah. is chameleon. Yeah. And so he was sort of top of our list. And then you think, well, that's never going to happen, is it? You'd worked with him on the Eichmann show. Was exactly. That right? yeah. So yes. I suppose you'd seen him... I'd worked with him up close as an actor and we loved working together, but it was very brief. And but I remember then thinking his process was just fantastic. Mm. And he, um, we worked in a very similar way and as actors, which I really found exciting. So we then just sent the script to his agent. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't a personal one. We didn't phone him up and say, you know, we did did it officially. Was it a pay or play offer? Just, was yeah, it you saw what offer. Yeah, how much money? And then you just have to wait. And thank God, he loved the script and came back and said, "Yeah, I'd love to do it." Wow, what are the dates? And then you're like, oh, oh, well, when, <laughs> when you're free, you. yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, you are sort of jiggling. That. Mm-hmm, of course, you are. So then, so that was Martin. Mm-hmm. You just, you know, hope and pray. You know that you, but we were blessed. And then. Alex, we auditioned many young actors. Alex has really come into his own since, oh, you know, it? in the past sort of yeah, eight months, months, year, yeah. you know, suddenly he was number one on IMDb two weeks ago or yeah, something. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, he's in the... Um, end of the fucking world. End of the fucking world, which yeah. is brilliant. Yeah. Really, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I'm oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful. But we auditioned a load of actors and he was extraordinary. So, mm. okay, well, let's offer it to him and let's hope he does it. And he did. And then with Paul, that was a really interesting journey because that's a very difficult role to cast. Mm. 
And the list of names that was coming through to us, they were all brilliant actors, but um, we'd shot a sort of pilot for the BFI. Ah, okay. With, not uh, with uh, a different actor. It was a brilliant actor I'd done a film with playing that role. And one of the things that we decided when we got, when we saw it back was that the actor we'd chosen, who is honestly superb, but has got such gravitas, mm. such weight, and also how we'd sort of directed it and directed him. And we realised one of the things that we'd lost was this kind of lightness of touch and comedic feel that the play had with that role. Okay. So, you know, and we'd been with the casting team, we'd been talking, we'd get these lists and they were all great actors, but no one was right. And Jeremy and I were talking. We sort of said, all right, well, let's play this game. Let's imagine it's an amicus film from 1970. Mm-hmm. Who would that role be? Yeah. So like, oh, I don't know, Richard Briers. No, not quite right. <laughs> um, then Ronnie Barker, but Ronnie Barker as Fletch in Porridge. And Perfect. Like, yes, because mm-hmm. he's sort of alpha male and he's ev- he's an ev- working class everyman, but he's a bit scary and he's funny. And so we're like, great, that really unlocked something because then we went, well, so who is that now? Who is sort of Ronnie Barker now, mm-hmm. who is a just a brilliant actor? And I think Jeremy said Paul Whitehouse and literally it was just a light bulb moment when we thought fuck oh my god because we'd never seen him in a dramatic role in anything Mm. and you just think well that's amazing because his acting is amazing Mm. so again we sort of said would he come and talk to us and have a read of the script thinking he wouldn't Mm. and he came in and he's so brilliant and just got such humility (laughs) And couldn't quite believe that he wasn't one of 30 people we were seeing. We were like, just seeing this you. is it. Yeah. You know, you're, you're what we want. And, um, and he wanted to do it, you know. So yeah. then you're just looking at this list of people and think, Jesus. Yeah, lucked out. Yeah, I mean, we lucked out. We got everybody we wanted. And that, yes. I mean, literally, we got everyone we wanted. Ula. Because I'd seen Utopia and loved and sort of mm-hmm. said, can we meet him when we talk to other people, you mm-hmm. know? And and again, that's another example of Warp and everyone else being... And I should also say Claire Jones, who was our brilliant producer, who yep. produced um, uh, Kill List with yeah. Ben Wheatley and had done a couple of Ben's films mm-hmm. that she filled in England as well. And, um, and he's incredibly supportive and brilliant. Um... So then, you know, to just each HOD that you met, that you offered to, wanted to do it. That's so good. So we were very lucky. I think it must have helped as well, though, knowing that the stage show was so successful. Yeah. So it wasn't like it was a brand new written Yeah, it's script. A, quite a nice brand. Yes. Itself, yeah. It, it, it had some identity. In fact, with Alex Lawther, it was mm. the first play as a schoolboy he'd seen in no London. Way. Oh, <laughs> he so said, good. I couldn't, but you know, it had such an impact on him, you know, so he mm. was very excited to come in. So yeah, that definitely made a difference, but you know, it was, I think Jeremy and I are very, very openly passionate. Mm. And, and I think that also helps is that it's very easy and I urge any listeners not to play the game of being sort of, yeah, I'm kind of cool about the stuff that I do. Mm-hmm. And you've got to fill it with love uh-huh. because yeah. that's all you want to communicate to other people you want to work with. Yeah. You don't, you just want to share that love with the people you work with. 
don't want to work with people that are going to make it difficult or miserable because who the fuck needs that? <laughs> no, so yeah. true. And it's you also so want true. to communicate that to your audience, you know. Um, yeah, that's that's really nice. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. Love on set in in a yeah. not, in a in non sexual way is actually yeah. really also, sexual. Also, oh, well, sometimes yeah, sexual. Yeah. 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 Although yeah. in this day and age, let's yeah, just consider yeah. the you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not too sexual. Yeah. Um, so time we give time. Yeah. I'm trying to sadly tell you that there were four minutes left. Oh right. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Go. Uh, go. Um, what would uh, important question to for going on to your next project directing? Yeah. Are you going to direct something else potentially? Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. What, Jer- Jeremy and I are working on our next script. Great. Lined up already? Have you had something lined up already? No. Or are you, is no, it now? we're working on it now. Okay. And yeah, what are talking what, about it? That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Can you say anything about it? Not more than what I just said. (laughs) (laughs) And in terms of what you learnt directing from this one, what would you take into your next one? I think just to to keep it, get it as close to the experience that we just had. All of those lessons, everything I've talked about, really, which is working with people that are nice. I mean, if we could take the entire team and do the same again, we'd do it. But from our own personal stuff, mm. it would be know every second of your script, love every second of your script, be as prepped as you possibly can be um, so that you are ready for the moments when it all falls apart. Yeah. And you have to go, you know, and you have to work fast to mend it. Mm, those problems will come. Of they course. will happen. It's film, filmmaking, especially yeah. when you're shooting for such little time yeah. as you did. Yeah. Um, the film is released in cinemas across the UK. On April the 6th. Yes, it is. I'm so excited to go. I cannot wait. And oh. in America, uh, by IFC Midnight. Yeah. Same April time. April the 20th. April there. the 20th. So it's, a, I think, a small build release there. Okay. And then, you know, they hope to sort of spread it. Spread it out. So it's really exciting, yeah. It really is. It really is. Um, and the buzz so far from your side, what's... Because uh, the reviews that I've seen have been ridiculous, off the chart, amazing. Yeah, they have been. We can't quite believe it. We're mm. pinching ourselves about it. The reviews have been amazing. Mm-hmm. And the buzz has been amazing. Yeah. Um, and again, that's the other thing going back to what would you do or what would you urge other people to do is... You know, it's we looked at all the films that we adore that had inspired us and to a film. Every single one of them was filled with personality of the filmmakers. You came away thinking, I think I know a bit more about yeah. that person. You mm-hmm. know, they didn't feel like product. And that's the thing. I mean, there's different types of films, obviously, mm-hmm. but. To be making an independent film, make the film that you want to see, that would excite you to see it. Don't make it for your audience. That doesn't mean you also need to listen to the notes and all of that stuff, Mm. but ultimately you need to fill it with you. Yeah, yeah, love that. Buzzing away. Buzzing away. Giles is feeling cool. Yeah. Uh, Loving that. Um, Thank you so much for your time. Um, I can't wait. Thank you for having me. It's so good. Where can people follow you on social media? Do you have anything... Buzzing away. Can't just can't turn just for our it's listener out there, just say no, Giles' phone's going. I love the way you say listener, yeah, like listener. Listen. <laughs> it makes you laugh every time. Yeah, we so know his fun. name, come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, they can follow on Twitter. I am at Andy Nyman, mm-hmm. which is your name, which is my name, which is very and useful. And my website is andynyman.com. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Couldn't be much yeah, easier. Yeah, that's good. And good there's some great stuff on your site, actually. It goes back onto all the films that you've done. You've got yeah. little mentions about them and what you've been. It's great. 
really Thank good you. so do go check that out and can't wait to see ghost stories um andy where can we follow you uh, on the dark web uh, <laughs> yeah. and also at 35mm dop.com nice cj at c james direct I am at Giles Alderson. Follow us at Filmmakers Pod. Go to thefilmmakerspodcast.com to see and look at and listen to all our previous podcasts. Follow us on iTunes. You know the drill. Like, share, subscribe, retweet. Why not? Make us feel good. Andy, thank you so much for your time. Thank Thanks, you buddy. for having thank me. You. I can't yeah. believe I'm talking about being a filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> get used to it. Yeah, uh, get used exciting. to it. Um, remember, if you're lucky enough to do well and rise up, it's your duty to send the elevator back down. Ghost it stories. does not get much lower than this. <laughs> <laughs> I've said that so many times. It's the first time anyone said anything. Absolutely we, send it back down to us. To us. Yeah, yeah, send it to yeah, us. Yeah, We're yeah, here. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost Stories is out on the 13th of April. Go see it. It's brilliant. Our next show is out on Tuesday. As always, we will see you next Tuesday. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. 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 Thank you. Mixed up chow and bye.